for days. And I'm Ariana. And welcome to another amazing, gorgeous meeting of the Nightlight Horror Movie Club. Yay, Nightlight Horror Movie Club. We're a podcast slash internet community where we talk about all things horror, mostly scary movies, but also true crime stuff, paranormal stuff, creepypastas, exorcism, ectoplasm, anything in the realm of, of spoopy. Anything counts. But today is a very special day indeed, my friends. First, a tale of the pole. I think that the pole is very relevant today. (laughs) And all of this was Ariana's doing, so I'm just going to pass it on to her. Explain (laughs) yourself. So me and Kate are having difficulty coming up with new poll ideas. So I came up with this idea where everyone has to write in and and suggest a movie that they think Kate would like. And we got a lot of good movies. Oh, my God. So many good movies. Yes. I will say I did not vote for this one from your list. <laughs> I d- that doesn't surprise me. You're like, that doesn't seem traumatic enough. I am glad that it won over Sleepaway Camp, though. I will say that because I think I, I enjoyed this more than I would have enjoyed Sleepaway Camp. You don't even know that, and you rolled your eyes as you said it, and that makes me want to force you to watch it with the clockwork orange eye speculums. You're wrong, but you know what? I'm glad it didn't win. Okay, I'm not glad. Let me rephrase. I have come to terms (laughs) after, like... Eight times of putting Sleepaway Camp this on a poll. literally the fourth poll it's been on. I know. But you know what the poll doesn't dictate is what we do on our Stream Lounge account where we do movie watch parties. And mm. I'm itching. <laughs> there are so many good ones nope, to do that's a Stream the one. Lounge. <laughs> that's the one. And I will hear nothing else. Okay. <laughs> it won second. It, it was like it almost won this poll. It's almost won so many polls. It's lost a few polls. But... I think that it's one enough that we're going to watch it together. And I think that's even better because one, a drinking game for the club. Oh, okay. Oh, yeah. There are many and I didn't make them. Two, our club actually gets to join in because on our streamlounge.io account, um, whenever we post on that and we do uh, watch parties, everyone gets to type in and comment and it's like a little fun watch party and it's fun. Three, as part of that, I get to see your face watching it. I was going to say, that's the key. Kate yeah, wants to that's the key. watch me get angry watching Sleepaway Yeah, I do. I really do. I also think, <laughs> I think you're underestimating that movie. Just saying. Okay. Okay. But I'm really happy with what won. Me too. You're next. You Are you happy? <laughs> are you happy? Yeah. I'm happy because it's not like a goofy, campy movie. <laughs> it's, n- <laughs> shut up. See? Kate got so mad when I told her I that did. her type of movie is just goofy, campy horror movies. She brings she it up came constantly. At me. Yeah, you came <laughs> at me on the podcast. She was like, bitch, you only like stupid ass shit. That's literally what she said. <laughs> Not and what I said. 
That's what she said. That's what I heard. And I was like, okay, well, let's see what the club thinks I would like. And so I have the poll. I'm going to just read it. We have Lake Mungo, which almost won, by the way. Voted for that one. Mm -hmm, I know you did. Bride of Chucky, which you guys know me well. The Blob only got two. What the hell? Goofy Campy. Shut up. (laughs) Deadstream is delightful. I can't. I, I need to be careful what I say about Deadstream because we will cover it eventually. Look out for that found footage poll. Ooh. Mm-hmm. Slither. Sweeney Todd. That's, you know. Camp on of camp. Of course. <laughs> of it. course. Of course I want to do that. Uh, Gerald's Game, which keeps losing polls. One day. I one know. day it will have I its know. moment. In the, and it's such a good movie. It's Lamar's favorite. It's our editor's favorite. Is it? Oh, that's right. It is. Okay. Maybe we'll do a Lamar poll and it'll just be Gerald's game three, three times. <laughs> That'd be great. All right. Then we have sleepaway camp, which lost by a single vote, you guys. And I abstained from voting, I will say, or I could have made this a lot more messy and complicated. You definitely could have. Yeah, I know. I, I abstained. Uh, you're next. Hello. You're won next. by a single vote, and I'm really glad it did. Uh, the Lost Boys, which I, we had again, Jessica has e. lost so many polls. <laughs> I know because Jessica E was like, "Wait, didn't y'all already do the Lost Boys?" I'm like, "I understand your confusion. I'm trying <laughs> to cover it, and no one will let me." It's been so many polls. God, and then Skinamarink, which actually got a a good number of votes and mm, will be on a future I wish. poll. And then, yeah, I know, I know you do. I know you voted for that one too. You psycho. I did. I did. You own everything you choose is like, which will make Kate the most miserable? <laughs> no, I just want some sort of psychological mindfuck. And that one looks like do. a real mindfuck. It's a it's a lot. And then you have strangers on a train, which I thought would have more votes than it did. But two. There we are. That was like the lowest. Two. Wow. Th- that and the blob. No one wanted some older horror movies. No one likes the old shit. Yeah. Which means we're going to do an old horror movie poll. Aww. Jokes on y'all. <laughs> <laughs> no, it'll be Aww. fun. We'll pick good ones. We'll pick good ones. But I am really, I was really happy whenever uh, your next one, because I, I didn't vote, but um, Ariana might have guessed it. I've seen this movie before. Have you? I have. Have you not? No, I haven't. I had never <gasps> even heard of it. You hadn't. Oh, what a no. delightful treat for you. Yeah. Um, I saw this movie whenever it first came out in theaters. Wow. Like that was like in high school, right? It was in 2011, in, Aug- in August of uh, 2011. And so I had just started my freshman just year of started college. freshman year college. Mm-hmm. And I drove my little Honda Civic full of my friends over to the local Hollywood theater. Cute. And we watched this. Wow. That's a fun, like, girls' night out movie. Yeah, it really was. After that was yeah. The Conjuring, which was less fun, more trauma. Hell yeah. Nope, it was upsetting. <laughs> but this one, I got to go back to my dorm, and I'm like, nothing, yeah, I'll be fine in my dorm. The Conjuring, I drove back to my woods house. <laughs> this one doesn't stick with you at all. It's not, like, terrifying. Yeah, so if you guys are like, uh, oh, should I watch it? I don't like scary stuff. I will say this. Jump scares galore and effective ones at that. Yes. And gory. So if you can't handle gore, don't watch this. But the scare factor isn't really there. And you kind of know when the gore is coming. So I think that this is a good if you're getting into horror movies, getting into slashers specifically. Mm -hmm. I think this is a very good one. Yeah, I agree. One other thing that I will say about this movie. uh, First of all, it is on. Oh, God. Was it on HBO? Yes. No, I had to. I rented mine on Prime. 
Oh, I saw it for free on something. I think it was HBO Max. It must be HBO because I don't have that. <laughs> well, you do now because I sent my account to you so that you'll watch Veep. Right. Everyone tell her to watch Veep. She would like it. <laughs> but one thing I wrote down about this movie, because it is 2011, which seems like just yesterday if you're old like us, but that is 12 years ago. Oh, my God. Kill me. I know, right? But you have to kind of be in the moment of kind of like you have to be in like that insidious, sinisterish mindset of what was scary at the time. Not because it's not scary, because I think that there's a lot of effective horror in this movie. But I would encourage first time or even second time viewers to watch this in the dark. Okay, yeah. I had a way better experience in the dark, which is why my notes are illegible, but I'll do my best. (laughs) I had a lamp on, but I'm like, this is just like harshing the vibe. I could totally see that. I feel like this was probably a little bit more unique in the 2010s than it is now, because I feel like there's a lot of slasher like nowadays almost and like a lot of home invasion stuff. Mm -hmm. But back then it was like very um, supernatural was supernatural demon. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Supernatural was king back then and slashers weren't that in. Um, I will say this, uh, well, I'll ask you actually. So whenever I was watching this movie, you know what? We're not there yet. I'm not going to tell you. <laughs> I'm not going to tell you. First, I have to explain kind of what this movie is. If you haven't seen it, Ariana, and by I, I mean, I'm going to make you do it. Ariana. <laughs> okay. <laughs> you find someone on the street, you grab them by the lapels, you shake them around. <laughs> you say, have you heard of your next? All right, here we go. It's like Ready or Not and Hush had a baby, except this movie came first. So it's like Ready or Not and Hush's older sister, whose cousins are better watch out in the purge. Yes! Yes, queen! Oh my God, yes. I felt the exact same way watching this like in retrospection. And I, I have one major note that I have here in a little box that I drew. And I mean this with absolute love for this movie. Because, again, this was 12 years ago. That doesn't seem like that long ago. Everyone, all the Gen Zs are like, old. But it yeah. was a long time ago. Budgets were different. And we'll talk about that. And expectations for horror were different, especially commercial horror. This, I wrote down, your next walked so ready or not could run. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right? Yep. I agree. And that, make, that makes me respect this movie even more, honestly. Yeah, they kind of started the genre that is like final girl badass like to the extreme yeah they took that they took so this this movie is about a an ex, like a family a big rich family that all comes together for the parents anniversary celebration at their mansion in missouri missouri yep and everything goes to shit very quickly when it becomes like a horror a home invasion slasher and that was really unique for the time and especially this type of movie and how and like the, how the dialogue is and what they emphasize and what they don't emphasize. So I wanted to ask Ariana, have you heard of Mumblecore? No. So Mumblecore, I had heard of a bit back whenever I was like a little, a twee little Zoe Deschanel ukulele playing idiot. Now, <laughs> if you're like that now, you're cool. But I, I was trying to be cool and that's different. That's not cool. <laughs> but back then, I watched a lot of movies like this. And so mumblecore is a, is like a genre, which a lot of the directors and writers don't really like that term, but not up to them, where essentially it's mumblecore is lower budget films, like very low budget. That The plot is not the most important thing. There's less plot emphasis and there's more emphasis on naturalistic, dialogue centric 
like relationship focused acting. Wow. Huh. Um, Mark Dupless was also a big part of the mumble of the mumblecore movement. What was it? Mark Dupless, like creep, creep man. Oh, okay, okay. So, does this have to be only horror movies, or could it be like anything no. else? Okay, any sort of movie. So, like, I think of like, like safety, indie not movies. guaranteed. A lot of indie movies during that time were very mumblecore, and so this movie is considered mumblecore. And the director, who is Adam Wingard, is considered one of like the main, and the writer Simon Barrett are both considered big influences and big contributors to the mumblecore movement. Wow. I could see that. Yeah. And, and thinking of what I've just described and then saying, oh, but it's a horror is kind of interesting. Hmm. Mm-hmm. Because I feel like up to a certain point, like basically up until the slasher part, they're all just interacting with each other in a very unique way in their family. And a lot of it's improv. Yeah. Oh, really? Oh, wow. Yeah. A lot of the dialogue between the siblings is improv. That's um, awesome. And if you're a sibling, it is so hilarious and relatable. I can't even get over it. <laughs> yeah. But this is like very much, a, it's a different kind of horror movie in general, but definitely for the times. So going back and watching it, knowing about Ready or Not, knowing about Get Out and Hush yeah. and all these other movies, I'm like, damn, th like this really did kind of lay a foundation for a different type of horror movie, which is saying mm -hmm. a lot. Yeah, no, I agree completely. Because when I was watching this, I honestly, I didn't look up what year it came out until I saw someone using a flip phone and I was like oh <laughs> shit I was like I guess this came out a lot earlier than I thought and I was like 2011 holy fuck that was before ready or not that was before hush and in my Way head I was before. like I feel like now I'm realizing that these movies are based on something that I didn't even realize and it almost makes yes. me appreciate this movie that much more a hundred percent and like the the this movie is a very female forward movie very yeah. feminist very survivalist and mm -hmm. um really turns the classic slasher on its head yep. and that is something that we see very commonly now because i think directors and writers are getting a lot more creative with the horror than they used to but if you had taken a horror movie from if you had taken pearl and yeah. shown it to an audience in 2011 that would not have worked right i agree His expectations are different yeah and also i do think that a lot more I don't know if this is true I feel like horror in general is becoming there are a lot more women that are very passionate about that genre a lot yeah a lot more women that can openly be passionate about that yep. genre mm -hmm. I agree yeah fully and I did bring up Pearl for a reason did yep. you know <laughs> yeah I know what you're gonna say that I'm not gonna say it I'm gonna make the club wait I'm gonna make y'all wait it, for yeah. that one <laughs> Pearl is involved in a way, and I'm not going to tell you, so stop asking. Indirectly. Indirectly. But um, is it okay? I, I I will say one thing. I apologize. I, we have a couple of new club patrons, club supporters on our Patreon account. So those are our club officers. They support the club, and they get access to our little inner circle, including our Discord chat with all the other club members and us. We had a couple more. I I have been traveling a lot and I haven't gotten to introduce myself to you guys yet. I'm going to introduce myself and I'm going to give you a proper shout out, but just know that you're not ignored and I love you. <laughs> and you're beautiful. Love you. Love you so many times. <laughs> but just stay be patient. But now, if it's okay, I'd love to talk about the direction, the writer, yeah. the crew. Yeah, oh, amazing. Do it. 
So this movie was directed by a guy who I didn't know that well, who turns out to be like a very big mumblecore man. His name is Adam Wingard. He wrote um, The Guest. I hadn't seen The Guest. It's a horror movie. Is that the one with Jason Bateman? Is it? I don't know. No, I might be thinking of a different one. Oh, I'm thinking of The Gift. Oh, that's The Gift. And that was fucked up as well. Yes. Yeah, I think Jason Bateman's in this. Ugh, I don't know. I know you have a big crush on Jason yes. Bateman. Yes. Yeah, there it is. Uh, Jason Bateman can get it. He's fucking hilarious. Of course he can get it. <laughs> we were thinking about the gift, not the guest. I don't know what the guest is. The guest. So the guest was a, it was a horror movie that he had. Co- he wrote his his. So the same writer. So the director of this movie, Adam Wingard, his writer is Simon Barrett. They've worked on a lot of stuff together, including The Guest, which was in 2014, a horror movie, and then the Blair Witch remake or sequel, rather, in 2016. They both did those. Oh, shoot. Okay. Mm-hmm. Nice. Which I haven't seen yet. Oh, you and, haven't? Mm-mm. Oh, okay. I'm nervous to watch sequels, adaptations, anything of movies that are very important to me. That's fair, but I do know about a lot of more modern movies that are remakes of older movies that you do like like what like evil dead i love evil dead yeah yeah but blair witch isn't that old like blair witch is like from the 90s oh god (laughs) (laughs) oh god wait that's like 30 fucking years ago shit i'll try it god damn it i'll try it (laughs) just because you shamed me into it i'll try it i did try the blair witch video game Oh, of course you did. It was fine. <laughs> it wasn't that good. So he they did that. They did those two together. But he also, our anime friends will recognize Death Note, the Death Note movie from 2017. Mm-hmm. It was on Netflix. That actually might turn some people off because fans of Death Note didn't really like the film adaptation, the American film adaptation. I've never seen the film adaptation, no, but I've I've seen what is it started as an anime, right? Yeah. 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 OK. Yeah. But yeah, uh, if you guys are upset about that, then he didn't have anything to do with Death Note and you should still watch your next on HBO. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) And I also noted that Simon Barrett, the writer, is from Missouri, which makes sense because like, why else would you set a film in Missouri? No offense to Missouri. It's just like you don't hear about it that much in movies. And this movie is unique in that the setting also matches where they actually film this place like they're not like oh we're in missouri but we're actually in fucking california like they're in were missouri they in missouri this. Mm-hmm. They were. i know they were they were at a like they just like rented a mansion, mansion. nice yeah. on airbnb they rented a mansion <laughs> yeah just on airbnb they're like do you have a problem with spraying blood everywhere <laughs> They're like, um, $300 cleaning fee, please. Yeah, the cleaning deposit, does that cover bodily fluids? (laughs) Just asking for a friend. They they did, though. They just rented an, uh, not an Airbnb. They rented a mansion, and they would have to shoot it at night because this movie is shot at night or filmed, what am I trying to say, set at night. Oh, so they were all on like a night schedule for months, probably. 7 p.m. to 7 a.m. Oh, no. That's like my schedule. Yeah. Like you. I was thinking the same thing. I was like, wow. bitches work at nights. Yep. They work at nights. <laughs> Hope you got some earplugs and an eye mask, baby. Get your melatonin. Get your melatonin. Work on that circadian rhythm. Drink a lot of water. But yeah, yep. I thought that was very cool because this movie, if you're, as I mentioned with Mumblecore, it's all about low budget. So I did want to bring up, like, what do you think the budget for this movie was? Considering hmm. that you've seen it and it's a, it had a commercial release, so it's not like $5. The fact that you said low budget 
makes me think maybe like a couple million. I can. Yeah. And let me yeah, I'll, let me help you out. So what I did, you're, you're very you're correct. But I wanted to know how this compared to Ready or Not. OK, because there are such similar movies. Yeah. Not identical. And I would not. But clearly there's influence whether mm-hmm. Ready or Not realized it or not. So Ready or Not was I, I adjusted this for inflation as best as I could for August of 2011. Their budget was five point three million. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. And so your next, their budget was $1 million. Oh, shit. That makes sense. I know. Though. Like nothing. It was like, like, what else would you, what are they spending their money on? Like there wasn't a lot I of don't know. star there power. There was a lot of kills. All they had to do was rent a mansion. Like it didn't seem like they had to create anything. Multiple people get garroted. I don't know. The, the, the cast is like eight people. Yeah. It's a big cast. I don't know. It just doesn't seem like an expensive, like they would spend money on a lot. Well, t- you're you're kind of right because one of the writers, the, well, the writer, Simon, he plays one of the bad guys in this movie. Oh, shit. I didn't know that. Yeah. That's awesome. Is he like the main bad guy? He's one of them. Okay. Um, I'll get there when I get to cast, but he's, he's one, he's one of the face masked baddies. And that was pretty common for him and Adam, the director. Cause they, again, like I'd mentioned, they'd worked on a lot of movies together and uh, all of them are very low budget mumblecore again. And they would be kind of forced into acting in their own movies just cause they couldn't afford to pay. (gasps) Oh God. Actors. I know. Damn. Which is very charming and very cute. Makes me love them even more. Yeah. We like that. We like that. So that was our budget. So um, 5.3 million for ready or not 1 million for your next. So box office, what you thinking? Mm. <laughs> and I'll give you ready or nots. Okay. So ready or not, that came out like a couple years ago, right? God, for all I know, you're going to be like, that was in 2006, that was 20 years ago. No, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Let's see. When did ready or not come out? I don't know. 2019. Okay. It feels like so much longer. It, well, yeah, that was pre COVID. So yeah, I guess you're right. Ready or not, <laughs> back when we still had life, adjusted down for inflation, their box office was $50.9 million on a budget of about five. 50.9. Okay. Well, I'm taking into account that I had never heard of this movie before. <laughs> Maybe that's just me. That's Yeah. So you don't have... Yeah. I. It must not be just you. I'm going to say less than 50, obviously. I'm yeah. trying to think of maybe like 20 or 30. Million? Damn, you're on it. Yeah. So 26.9 million. Oh, fuck yeah. <laughs> fuck yeah, bitch. You're I'm killing learning it. How to do how to play the game. Yeah. <laughs> you're doing so good. So then that brings us to like, okay, that's good dollars, but like return on investment wise, who wins? And yeah. if you calculate for return on investment, your next wins by like a lot. Oh, yeah. Yeah. They because their a- budget was pennies. Right. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So very impressed with this movie just for the fact that it did something completely different in a time yep. when horror was extremely formulaic, extremely made for family blockbuster, go down and watch the next Insidious or whatever. Don't even, and to be clear, I fucking love Insidious. Can't wait for the new one to come out. I keep looking it up. To see oh my God. When the I'm new so one's coming excited. out. Ugh, it's going to be so, it. it's going to be such a letdown though. Let's be real. <laughs> no, I saw, I saw the new lipstick demon. He looks fucking scary. Hell yeah. <laughs> Sometimes. My horror community pisses me off and not you guys, obviously, but whenever a movie that should do much better than it's doing is doing so poorly, I'm like, guys, get it together. Like, come on. (laughs) 
<laughs> I know what I know you're watching the next freaking Paul Blart. I don't want to hear it. Fucking Paul Blart. <laughs> My favorite, but regardless. It just it's good. <laughs> it's good when like low budget, ambitious kind of different movies succeed. And that makes me yeah. really happy. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I agree. Well, I think you know what time it is. It's genre time. Oh, shoot. Okay. Okay. Do you have a genre? I'm a sh- I'm sure you do. It's pretty easy. We've kind of talked about it already. Mine is Sibling Slasher. Ooh, I like Ooh. it. In the same vein of Ready or Not. Oh, okay. Ready or Not. <laughs> yeah. That's all I got. What else is a Sibling Slasher? I'm trying to mm, think. Guys, think about Sibling Slashers and then let me know. Email us, nightlighthorrormovieclub.com. <laughs> Also, if you are a sibling, if you have siblings that you were raised with, you're going to get something out of this movie that other people won't. And that's just delightful. And I like being represented that way as someone who grew up with a lot of siblings. Yeah. I thought of another sibling sibling slasher. <gasps> Tell me. Evil Dead. Oh, oh, um, Evil Dead Rise. Evil Dead Rise. Yes. But also the ri- original Evil Dead because the girl, really? her brother was there. Was he? Mia's brother. I don't remember. Mia's brother was one of the people that were in the cabin with her, who she kills. I need to rewatch Evil Dead. That was in 2013. <laughs> I got to go back. Yeah. Rewatch. That's true. That's true. But also Evil Dead Rise. Yeah. Evil Dead so Rise. Um, but yeah. yeah, this one is very much for me, like the fun of it and the comedy of it and just the general heart of it is to me in the relationships between these siblings who are all here at this party to celebrate their parents anniversary like it's uh, that's not even what it's about like the anniversary does not happen but yeah just like the, the passive aggressive yeah the bitching the passive aggressive attacks that then the and it's all and it's exactly how you think it is where the eldest is just like a douchebag taking yeah just like saying whatever they want and then pretending that they didn't mean anything offensive. The middle <laughs> child is being overly sensitive to everything. The younger child is pissed off because she's getting left out. Like, it's so real and so I funny. I think we're learning a lot about Kate's family dynamic right now. Isn't that everybody's <laughs> family dynamic? <laughs> I think that's I, pretty classic. I will say, me and my brother never talked to each other like this, so. But then again, I feel like if I had a sister who was escalating me, I think I would have been like this. <laughs> As sisters do, by yeah, the way. I was going to say. <laughs> yeah, we don't drop things. <laughs> so for me, this is a sibling slasher. Um, it's a good one. Like, I'm sorry, there's, there's a bit that we get to that's hilarious where there's, this is also like a home invasion movie, if you want to give it a classic genre, home invasion, and there's a home invader. And one of the siblings is like, Hey, they're jamming all our cell phones. Like it's illegal, oh, yeah. but you can buy it. And the other guy who has been shot in the back with an arrow, the eldest sibling, just goes, "Felix, you fucking low life. Of course you know that shady shit." <laughs> yeah, it's so good. And he's like, "I'm trying to help." <laughs> so my other genre, I have slasher, home invasion, badass final girl. Because I could probably name oh, like yeah. five of them where it's like over the top badassery. Yeah. And then yeah. crossbow horror. <laughs> There's only yes. a few movies that include Ready crossbows. Ready or not. Again. Ready or not. And Hush scene, both have crossbow moments. Hush has crossbows. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's a home invasion and like a stalking movie. If you're trying to shoot someone through a window, it feels like crossbows are your go-to. It seems effective. Have you yeah. ever tried to load a crossbow though? No, but I heard it's really hard. 
Oh my God, it's so hard. I can't yeah. do it. Yeah. Oh, really? Not with these string bean arms. <laughs> I got to work out before I do that stuff. I think I learned that in Hush when she was like trying to load it and she was like really <gasps> yes, struggling. That was very realistic. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Have we mm-hmm. covered Hush? We should do it again. I think you I don't did. Care. Yeah, you did. Well, we'll do it again. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Unfortunately, no corn in this movie. I double checked. Not a kernel During the of dinner corn. scene, I was like, they've got to have a fucking ear of corn <laughs> in goddamn Missouri. And they didn't. So no corn. I was pissed. She's looking at the plates. No corn bread, nothing. <laughs> they literally had bread and they had fucking salad. And that was they it. They did. I think it was their first course, but still lame. Yeah, um, I do. I'm glad you brought up Final Girl because mm-hmm. that is such an important part of this movie. And I have two columns that I made during this movie that I have ranked. Oh, I might not talk about the rankings of all of them because that might take a long time. But I have one for the kills. Nice. Because there are plenty. Yes. And then I have one for Final Girl Badassery, which is longer <laughs> than the kills. <laughs> yes. Are those quotes? Because I have some quotes that are pretty funny, too. I don't have quotes. I just have things like <laughs> chair shield. Chair don't shield pull smart. that out. <laughs> yeah, don't pull it out. Things like that. In reference to the various knives and crossbows that are stuck in people, do not remove them. Don't. have. So pretend that you have a Ziploc bag of water and you shove a pencil through it. Have you guys ever done that in middle school? You ever did that experiment? The pencil is keeping the water from coming out. You pull the pencil out. You're going to bleed out. (laughs) It's gone. Yeah. Just like your arterial supply. (laughs) It's gone. So keep it in. I know it hurts. Did they really teach you that in Mississippi? They're like, this is why you leave the knife in. They didn't. No, they didn't make it that stretch. So just like, isn't it cool that we can stab this with a pencil? Anyway, everyone go to recess. (laughs) That's so random. We never did that experiment. I told you about my biology class in public middle school Mississippi where they had us make cakes that were quote shaped like shaped like cells (laughs) so cakes are two cells are two shapes right yeah if you're thinking about it you got your animal cell which is like a round cell like a cake um or your plant cell which is like squarish like a cake a sheet cake (laughs) So in other words, this was like bake a cake class. This was bake a cake for middle school science. And so I did that and my teacher ate all of them. And that's not a joke. Oh, my God. She ate them. It wasn't like then we all get to eat the cake. No. And then I got detention for like talking to someone. She brought them all home with her and ate them herself. She ate them in front of us. Oh, was it like a... (laughs) <laughs> like a hell's kitchen moment where it's like this cake is terrible this it cake felt is like great. a gordon ramsay bit and yeah. then we had to watch supersize me so i went to boarding school after that what <laughs> the fuck <laughs> girl you have no idea that's crazy you have no idea i it mean was our science class was good but then we'd have a religion class five seconds later that was like evolution Ooh. isn't real <laughs> <gasps> no they didn't they said that in your school yes uh yeah We literally watched videos about how (laughs) this one sticks in my memory. I have this scene of a banana and a monkey eating a banana. And it's like, because the monkey eats the banana and it's like so perfect for his hand. Like that's evidence of God. No, we made that banana. That's GMO. That's a GMO. I can't. I'm going to scream. I'm going to cry and scream and scream and cry. 
Yeah, let's not look at fucking carbon dating. Let's look at this video of a monkey eating a banana. Yes. Oh, my God. I want to die. That makes me want to scream. I hate everything. Okay. It's fine. (laughs) It's fine. We're talking about horror movies. We're not in middle school science anymore. We're okay. I mean, we both turned out okay. We both know the truth. It's fine. Mm. Eh. We turned out fine. (laughs) Better than expected. Not bad. Not Not great either. Not great either. (laughs) average and we're pleased average love that for us medium god terrifying well the cast i wanted to talk just a tiny bit about the cast our girl i recognized her i didn't know from where and whenever i did i was like that's embarrassing yeah what's she from so sharni vincent is our australian scream queen in this movie Uh, she plays aaron who's our final girl um slash survivalist superhero yeah she's from Step Up 3D. Y'all remember oh those? <laughs> oh my god. Y'all remember Step Up? No, just me? No one else? No, I Do y'all love remember Step the chokehold that that move, that breathing move had on our generation? <laughs> if oh you know, god. you know. And if you don't, I'm not explaining it to you because it's embarrassing. Wait, is she like a dancer then, I'm assuming? She's, yes, she's a, she's a dancer. Um, that movie made $160 million. I just want to bring that up casually. $150 million? Step Up 3D was the most lucrative of the Step Up movies, making oh $160 million. I want to cry. Wait, wasn't the original Step Up? Is that the one with um, Channing Tatum? Yeah. Oh, okay. Okay. He's like a and sexy janitor that can dance. Hell yeah. Guys, hell should yeah. we cover the Step Up franchise? <laughs> show, show of hands. <laughs> I see a lot of hands out there. I'm seeing a lot of hands. I think we should have a poll that's like a horror adjacent. So like not actually horror. And then we should have one that's like absolutely not horror. But like we want to cover it. (laughs) Step up 3D can be on there. (laughs) Grab y'all's little red and blue glasses, bitches. (laughs) We're going to watch them splash puddles in 3D. And uh, dance to I don't know finance their ballet school something like that I'm whatever sure. they're doing whatever it is <laughs> so that's Sharni she's delightful and I love her and then we have AJ Bowen Jr. he is <gasps> Crispin what the fuck kind, what kind of name of is that fucking name is that I was gonna ask you that's that like Crispix because that's what I kept typing when I was writing I kept this typing name. in crispy just to make it shorter <laughs> yeah terrible name tragic name and i am sorry if your name is crispin but you should change it so yeah (laughs) i would call him because he he's her boyfriend in the movie and kind of like bringing her into this family dynamic i would say that he's the best actor in this movie i thought the mom was a good actress she was great and she's very accomplished in soap opera and horror by the way the mom Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. which is perfect for this but him, he's he's very mumblecore, had done a lot of those mumblecore movies. And okay. I, I just thought his character was really fun to watch because he had this like broader range of emotions, reactions because of that family dynamic. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Especially with his older brother. I thought that was really just delightful and likable. Yeah. Multiple scenes where he's fully bickering with Duke and it's hilarious. It's hilarious. And yeah. I had seen this actor in a movie before. What? What movie? So the movie is called The House of the Devil. It's a 2009 movie. I feel like I've heard of it. I watched it on Shudder. It's on Shudder, nice. y'all. That's where nice. I found it. And it is directed by Ty West. Oh, shit. 
Mm-hmm. <laughs> so many connections. <laughs> so many connections to Ty West, which is my next yeah. point. But that movie, The House of the Devil, that was such it was a commercial failure. It like brought in like eight dollars or something. But that's weirdly inspiring for me, knowing where Ty West is going, like in the future. Mm -hmm. It's like a good reminder that like failure is normal. It's going to happen. And how you deal with it is how you grow. Right. Um, Same as how I felt watching season seven of RuPaul, which you made me watch. (laughs) Kate is so angry at RuPaul. I'm upset. I am upset with RuPaul. So just go ahead and press that skip forward 30 seconds button if you don't want season seven of It's literally season seven. It's been how many years? I know, but I just go press that button. Uh, Trixie Mattel. Watching everyone shit all over Trixie Mattel, who is like the biggest drag queen ever right now, is hilarious. It is. I'm like, y'all are all so dumb and jealous. Well, that's (laughs) the thing is like. She wasn't back then, and now she's famous because of this. And she won All-Stars, so. I love her. Yeah. And so did Ty West. I call that um, uh, XXX. I call that (laughs) All-Stars. He won that. Definitely. But I think you might know Ty West also has something else to do with this movie, less tangentially. Do you know what that may be? (laughs) He was a, what, a movie writer who was... um, a character. A character in this movie. <laughs> yeah, his name was like Tariq, I think. Tariq. And he's dating Amy, which is the sister. So he's part of the family dynamic a little bit for like one conversation. But I just think it's funny that it's very like briefly so meta that he's like involved in cinema tangentially. Very. And yeah. involved in like this genre and like works with these actors. It's just very interesting to watch. And you yeah, would never know it because he's just this tiny little role. Yeah. Uh-huh. Anyway, that's Ty West. We'll get to him when we get to the plot. And then just one more person, or two, actually, I want to mention. So there's the little brother, Felix. The Felix, you fucking lowlife. The younger yeah. brother. And yeah. that younger brother dynamic is so strong in this movie. Um, mm-hmm. So I was looking him up because I'm like, I thought he was, like, really likable. Like, he was one of my favorite people in this movie. Yep. Mm-hmm. And he passed in 2020. You know. It made me really sad. I know. From cancer at 38. Yeah. He was very young and he had cancer and that makes me really sad. He was very accomplished, Yale graduate, really cool guy. Mm -hmm. So anyway, pour a drink out for Felix slash Nicholas Tucci, who plays Felix, because he was delightful and I really enjoyed him. And I wish he was still around to make movies with Ty West. Yeah. One more, two more people. Okay. I got to talk about Drake. (laughs) Drake is the eldest brother. He's hilarious. He's the eldest brother and is the most eldest brother dynamic I've ever seen in my life. And I had recognized his face. Me too. I couldn't figure out from where, though. From everything. He's in so many things. But even bigger than that, he is a very accomplished director. Like, oh, okay. very accomplished. Also very involved with Mumblecore. I know I'm talking. This has become a Mumblecore podcast, but I've learned so much and everyone's involved in it. <laughs> but he is known as being the filmmaker who launched Greta Gerwig's career. Oh, wow. Which is Kind of a big deal because Greta Gerwig is a phenomenal actor. She's mm-hmm. she's incredible. And he kind of like spotted her and was like, you're going to make movies you. with me. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You. Nice. I see it. Because, and, she's, and if you think of what Mumblecore is, which is low budget, all about the actor, all about the dialogue, that's very much Greta Gerwig. Um, but yeah, it's just funny that he's this hugely accomplished director, producer. Um, and in this movie, he's just a fucking asshole, douchebag, older brother. That's right. <laughs> That's exactly so what though. he is. Yeah. I love it. 
And the only other character I want to mention, um, there's other characters we'll get to, but Simon Barrett, who is our writer for this movie, he was one of the home invaders that was wearing the tiger mask. Tiger mask oh. guy. Oh, shoot. Damn. That's the writer because they ran out of money and they're like, guess you got to put on a tiger mask and kill people. And he has the least role because he dies first, right? <laughs> yeah. Thank God. He's like, oh, thank God. Yeah. I got to get back <laughs> editing my script. Nice. But that's all the cast I needed to talk about. Oh, wow. I learned a lot. I didn't yes. know that he was a home invader. That's cool. Yes. Tiger man. Tiger face. Yeah. That's <laughs> nice. Anyway. Anyway. Are you ready to learn what happens? Yes. Tell me. <laughs> Tell me what happens in this movie. All right, guys. Oh, and spoiler warning. I didn't give the spoiler ah! warning. Spoilers. We're going to say what happens in this movie. We kind of already have. So. Yeah. You kind of already have it spoiled up. a little bit. <laughs> Buckle up. And this is a movie I think is just as enjoyable kind of knowing what happens versus not. Although it does have kind of a twisty ending. So if you want to watch it first, please do. I think it's on Max. Don't hold me to that. Uh, but then come back. Yeah. It's definitely on Prime. Just like three bucks. <laughs> it's worth it. Welcome back, guys. Perfect timing. We were just about <laughs> to talk about it and we didn't want to spoil anything. So Ariana. Here we go. Here the we go. Movie, <laughs> the movie opens with a young woman Titties. and a gross older dude fucking, which yeah. obviously means these people are about to die. Obviously. That's what so, that means? <laughs> yeah. Because we're in a horror movie universe. Obviously, I they're going to die. It's immediate full frontal boobies. Boobs everywhere. They're trying to catch your attention. Good for you. Yeah. I'm worried about you, but I'm happy for you also. <laughs> I'm glad you've had a great life with your great tits because you're going to die beautifully. <laughs> yeah. So she's gets done fucking this guy. He goes in the shower. She's walking through the house and she makes herself a screwdriver, a.k.a. orange juice with vodka. Love AKA a screwdriver. Orange vod juice. -ka. <laughs> Is that what you call them? That's an office reference. <laughs> oh, OK. Will you please order that at a bar? Oh, man. Only for at like a hipster bar where I think they'd get it. OK, OK, OK. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, then the old guy gets out of the shower and he finds the words you're next written on the window and the girl's blood. Oh, I love it. And she's lying on the ground. And then the attacker wearing lamb mask attacks this guy and kills him with a machete. Dun -dun. I thought it was a good intro. Yeah, it's a pretty good intro. Um, it was very fun, very classic. I love the your next written out instead of a formal title card in blood on like the glass doors. Yep. Yep. I liked it as well. Um, I had a few issues with it, but we'll talk about it at the end, I think. So, <gasps> OK, I have a pro con <laughs> list. So that's perfect. Oh, amazing. Yeah, that works. Um, so, yeah. So then we cut to Aaron, a 20 something year old grad student of English lit and we immediately, as the audience, know she's the final girl because, one, she's brunette, and, two, she clearly reads. That's <laughs> all you need. She is brunette. <laughs> she's well-read. That's not fair. She has an English lit degree. Blonde final girls unite. We got Micah Monroe. <laughs> and and <others>. that's it. <laughs> Among others. And that's it. Um, it. So Aaron is accompanying her boyfriend, Chris Bix, to his family reunion <laughs> his at, their vacation, at their vacation mansion in rural Missouri. And we have his parents who are named Wait, Aubrey. Wait, that's not their house? No, it's their vacation mansion. Remember, 
That's their vacation mansion? Because no, the I mom and dad are driving there, remember? And they pass the neighbor's house and they talk about the I neighbor. I assume they went to the grocery store or something. No, they're oh fucking my God. loaded. They're fucking loaded. They have loaded. a spare mansion? Yeah. Oh my God. Can you imagine? Loaded. Um, you know what? I hope they all die. <laughs> I hope they Eat all the fucking rich. die. <laughs> no, I, I take that back. Killed. I don't mean that. But I am jealous, to be clear, yeah. if that's not yeah. obvious. I mean. Continue. Yeah. So we got his parents, Aubrey and Paul, and then Crispin's older brother named Drake and his wife, Kelly, and then Crispin's younger siblings. If you name your kid Drake. I thought that name was very out of place. For I thought it was perfect for a bully. Crazy, crazy. Drake? Um, yeah. I feel like they didn't really name their kids well. Like Amy, which is spelled not like normally, um, A-I-M-E-E. And then Crispin like a, and then Drake. It's like Jesus Crispin's Christ. Crispin's the worst one. Yeah. But Drake is pretty bad. Yeah. Drake is terrible. Um, Felix. I kind of like Felix. It's pretty cool. It's like a cat name though. I like Felix. Oh, and for the record, I like Draco. Draco's a great name. I have a friend named Draco. It's awesome. Yeah. Drake yeah. is different. <laughs> Drake is very different. Absolutely. It's just completely different. It's more. I totally realized that I called him Duke earlier. His name is not Duke, but it's got the same energy. I didn't even notice. <laughs> it's the Ariana. same fucking thing. It's the same name. <laughs> it's the same he, name. I'm sure his name, Duke Drake. Same shit. So same shit. Felix and Amy are also there, the two younger kids and their parent or and their partners, Z and Tariq. So Z is Felix's bae and Tariq is Amy's bae. And we have Ty West for no fucking reason at all. <laughs> because why not? Well, did you, um, Z, who is Felix's partner, who is kind yeah. his girlfriend or whatever. Uh, did you think that was Olivia Wilde for like a hot minute? <laughs> no. Okay. Just me. Just wanted to check. No, Moving she right does along. look like her though, but no, I, a lot. she's British. Like the first thing she said, mm -hmm. I was like, oh, this woman is from England. And I looked her up and she is, she's British. So I think mm -hmm. that's what I was focused on. Oh, I was focused yeah. on Olivia Wilde is in this movie. How did I not? She has like a it's very not. minor role in this movie. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's 2011. So maybe. Olivia Wilde has been like really big for a while, though. She was on like House and she was on a lot of House? shit. House? Yeah. Okay. So she was on House. So she was really big in 2011. <laughs> She's big enough to not have a minor role in a horror movie. I don't know. Like, she was big enough to be at least the final girl in a horror movie. You know what I mean? I don't know. Not 2011, <laughs> if you had asked me who Olivia Wilde is, I wouldn't have known. I think I've known Olivia Wilde since I was in high school, because I remember my best friend had a crush on her oh. in high school. So people knew who she was. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Just not me. Got it. Got it. Got it Just got it. not you. Yeah, it's fine. Just not me. Um, <laughs> so, yeah. So during the dinner, so they go to, they all have this... As we were kind of insinuating, they have like this unlikable characteristic, very real family dynamic, but very toxic family dynamic. And it's just it's fun to watch, but it's like very cringe. And it's like you don't really like any of the characters except for Aaron. And like I liked it sort of Crispin, but not really. He's kind of unlikable. I liked everyone. Um, <laughs> they're just kind of all assholes to each other. Yep. So Ariana has one brother. <laughs> I have three siblings. This is very normal. <laughs> They're just all just fighting with each other. You just pick on each other and gaslight each other until one of them loses their mind and you act like they're the crazy one. I think the difference is not volume of siblings. I think it's 
sisters versus not sisters. Maybe. You may be onto something here. (laughs) I can't imagine a world where my brother would like gaslight me like that. If you were a boy, he might have. Yeah, I was going to say, maybe it's like same gender dynamic. Maybe, because the boys are going after each other in this movie. You're right. The boys have a very toxic, yeah, you're right. And then you Mm -hmm. have the sister who is, her toxic trait is that she's constantly feeling left out. Yeah, she wants to be involved. She wants to seem like she's like keeping up with everyone. To her own detriment. Yeah, (laughs) as we find out, to her own detriment. I love it. I love it. So during the dinner, we have two crossbow arrows that just are shot through the window suddenly. And one hits Tariq, a.k.a. Ty West, in the head and kills him immediately. (laughs) And baby, the other one death. Yeah, he has a great death. They're just like having a dinner. They're just chatting. And then it just goes straight through his fucking forehead. Yeah, Yeah, they're still arguing and they're like, look over there. And then you get to watch all of them kind of like understand that someone in their party has been shot in the They're just like in shock. They're like, what the fuck just happened? (laughs) Yeah. It was, it was very believable for me. I liked it. Yeah. I liked it as well. The chaos, the chaos that ensued was very, it was very realistic. I agree. Yeah. Um, the second arrow wounds Drake in the shoulder and everyone's panicking and they discover that their cell phone reception is jammed. And that's the conversation between Drake and Felix. That's like Felix Felix, is like, you fucking low life. You fucking low life. He has an arrow in his shoulder. He's just still an asshole to the end. Yeah, it's great. Still (laughs) nagging his little brother. And that is very real. That is great. So then Amy volunteers. Amy's the daughter. She volunteers to run outside for help. But for some reason, you know why she volunteers though, right? Because they're like, who's the fastest runner? Like, who are we going to send out there? And she's like, I'll do it. Me. Like, well, because they're arguing and the guy, Drake, who has an arrow in his shoulder is like, well, I'm the fastest, but I got this arrow in my shoulder. (laughs) And then she's like, oh my God, nobody takes me. Everybody takes me for granted. No one even considers me. Like I'm the fastest. I can run like three miles in 24 minutes. It's really delightful to watch. So Amy (laughs) volunteers to run outside for help, but someone pulled a sharp wire across the doorway and she runs full fucking speed at this fucking sharp ass wire. And she just literally slices her throat in half and just like bleeds out on the ground, which is great. It's a very good death. Yeah, it's pretty great. Um... Yeah, so then Aubrey, her mom, has a meltdown because she just watched her daughter bleed out. And so Paul takes uh, Aubrey upstairs and lays her on the bed so she can rest. And then after he leaves, she hears something under the bed and she looks under the bed and there's a dude in a fox mask who just like bursts out from hiding under the bed. and just like straight up murders Aubrey with a machete. Machetes her in the head. Yeah, yeah. There's a lot of head trauma I feel like everyone has some sort of head trauma in this movie. It's like stabbing in the head, arrow through the head, machete to the head, arrow wire to the head. clothes yeah. lined through the neck. Yep. Mm-hmm. yep. Mm-hmm. And we're just getting started. So, yep. Yep. And so he ends up writing the words you're next in blood on the wall next to her afterwards. So now it's like a bloodbath in their bedroom. So then Kelly, Drake's wife, panics and flees the house with the plan to make it to the neighbor's house. But when she gets to the neighbor's house, we see that it's the house that the couple was murdered in at the beginning of the movie. Oh, and no. So 
the, the killers, <laughs> the killers had propped up the older guy on the couch facing away from the window, so it kind of looked like he was still alive. And so Kelly is like trying Thought to get his attention. Funny. Yeah, it was a devastating scene because you're like, she's, she's like, what there. the fuck is wrong with you? She's like, why aren't you looking? Yeah. And then Let me in. she's banging on the window and he's dead Oof. as fuck. And the guy in the lamb mask fully punches her through the fucking window, which I'm not oh, it's sure is entirely possible, but she gets punched through a window. No, but I like and then, it. Yeah, I'm here for it. And then he axes her in the head. So there's a lot of head trauma. More. It's really trauma. dramatic, too. It's like she's laying on the ground and he like tees up to her skull as she's already kind of like concussed i know it's kind of fucked up yeah so i wrote down i'll just say one of them so i have cons and i have pros to this movie um one of the pros is that it is genuinely scary at times yeah and this was one of those times yeah that part's fucked because it's a woman dying and it's like she's kind of pathetic and she's panicking and it's really sad and it's just very sadistic. It's like extremely yep. sadistic. You have the record that keeps playing over and over that was mm. playing whenever mm -hmm. that girl made the screwdriver in the very beginning of the movie. And it continues to play because it's just on a record and they're dead. Yep. Um, so, yeah, th the pros of that also. So two pros, genuinely scary. And two, we have a new groovy horror movie song. <laughs> Which is the song that keeps playing at the neighbor's house because yes. they were killed. With we'll it on play the that at player. the end of this one. Oh, don't worry. Yeah, you'll hear it. It's at the end of this episode. Stay tuned. Pretty good. Yeah. So we're back at the house and Crispin volunteers to leave the house to look for help. Um, meanwhile, the guy in the tiger mask attacks Aaron with an axe, but she kicks him in the crotch. That's the writer of this film. Yes. <laughs> she kicks him in the crotch and then gets on top of him and beats his skull in with a meat tenderizer. She does um, not stop. Which, yeah, which at this point, like up to this point. Aaron's being badass, like she's taking control of the situation, like she's coming up with like good ideas about, you know, getting past the windows. She's like, this is what we need to do. She's like calm and collected. And you're like, okay, this bitch is like got some sort of training. And then this is the part where you're like, wait, what the fuck is this? <laughs> like, yeah, she's not fucking around. Training. Like, Are you yeah, in the yeah. Marines? That's literally what I wrote down. I was like, is this bitch like ex-military or is she just a badass Aussie? And are they all like this? Like I don't She's know. just a badass Aussie. But they do yeah. they do explain in her backstory, which is about now. So do you want to kind of explain like how she knows the things she knows, how she can endure these situations? Yeah. So she outwit. reveals that prior to moving to America, she grew up in a society that was made up of um What's the word? Survivalist? Survivalist, yeah. Mm -hmm. She grows up in a survivalist society. Yeah, her dad is like um, unwell and thinks that we're going to run out of resources and we can't rely on the government and takes her kind of to like the outback of Australia and sets up like a group of people. You don't, this is all just through her explaining very briefly why she's good at what she is doing. And she's like, yeah, so I, I left to the U.S. when I was 15, but not before my dad taught me a lot of survival things and how to fight back because her dad was very, very paranoid. Yeah, so it's kind of um, it's interesting because that wasn't what I was expecting. And I will say that her backstory let me down a little bit because I wanted it to be like more of a badass backstory than it was. But I liked it. It's OK. 
It's okay. It's unique. It's unique. It felt, it's not it like... felt um, realistic to me as someone who also has proper parents to be like... Do you murder people or... We do. I mean, I okay. can't say that on the podcast, but um, we do okay. eat human flesh, well, if that's what you you're asking. Yes. just said that on the podcast, so... Oh, no! <laughs> Is this thing on? <laughs> <laughs> Listen, don't knock it till you try it. Delicious. Okay. Human flesh. Noted. I could never. Oh, God. You know, I can't even watch cannibalism horror because I get really I nauseous. No, I can't. I really couldn't. No. I would have to be tricked into eating human flesh. Ew. Uh, why is. <laughs> why did your brain Lesh. even go there? You're like, I would do it if someone tricked me into it. Oops. <laughs> I'm trying to think in what situation I would. <laughs> swallow the body of another person <laughs> oh oh i get it you're referencing sweeney todd i understand now correct okay which okay did got it. not win this poll <laughs> but did not stop me from talking about it <laughs> spoiler alert for sweeney todd although it's very much in pop culture <laughs> there's cannibalism alert for sweeney todd <laughs> okay. it's the plot it's the entire it's the whole plot you should know this by now. But yeah, I'd have a little priest if that's what you're asking. <laughs> yeah, I, honestly, I can't even watch that movie because it's so much cannibalism and it's just gross. Oh, and it's not, that's why you're so averse not, to Sweeney Todd. Because yeah. every time I bring up Sweeney Todd, you kind of scrunch up your nose and like make like this little it. face. I'm not a fan. Yeah, that's and why. I think, I think I made it worse because... When we were in high school, my parents took us on like a road trip to go visit colleges and we were watching that on a DVD player in the backseat of the car. And I think I was like car sick and also like watching Sweeney yeah. Todd at the same time. So now it's just like I'm just nauseated. Yes. Yeah. It's the same. I can't listen to certain songs because you get nauseous. Because, of yeah, I have really bad motion sickness in the car. Yeah. And so there's a lot like certain bands i can't listen to the eagles oh, wow. are really tough wow that's really severe and i love the eagles but they make me nauseated <laughs> because wow. I, because it makes me nauseous up in, in my brain skull that's interesting we would play those in the car oh like as a and child and it's mm -hmm. oh wow boston i have a tough time with boston interesting now i know your weakness yeah, just play Hotel California and I will vomit everywhere. <laughs> now I know. <laughs> now we know. <laughs> yes. But I I can understand I can empathize with um trying to watch Sweeney Todd in a moving vehicle and that not being yeah. a fun experience. <laughs> it wasn't a fun experience. Yeah. I feel like at a baseline I'm not into the cannibalism thing, but then when you add motion sickness <laughs> to it, it's like extra no. That's a hard. I pass. love how you say that as if I like I'm like really into cannibalism. <laughs> You're you like, you did know, just admit it on the podcast. So. That's right. To be fair. <laughs> You're like, guys, you say that like I'm into <laughs> cannibalism. <laughs> <laughs> that's Listen, just crazy. <laughs> some of us are survivors over here. <laughs> Even when we don't need to be. <laughs> yeah. For real. No, people are just gross. Practicing. I would never. I would never. Just practicing. Oh, gross. Yeah, people are disgusting. People are nasty. Mm -mm. Not a fan. Um, yeah. So then Paul <laughs> So then Paul goes upstairs to check on his wife and he Aww, finds sad. sleeping bags and food wrappers and a bottle of urine in the closet and this indicates to him that the killers had been staying in the house for a while. 
And oh, then, he finds his his wife with a machete in her head. And then he finds his too. wife with a machete in her head, and he's like, "Fuck!" Yeah. And then he Damn turns it. around, and Felix and Z are there, and he starts to tell them about it. But then the guy in a fox mask pops out of nowhere and slits his throat with a machete. And mm-hmm. Felix watches his dad bleed out with little to no emotion. And we discover that Felix and Z have hired these assassins to murder their family so they could collect <gasps> their inheritance early. Gasp. I, I enjoyed watching this and kind of figuring it out on my own. Same. And watching. Yeah. And, and you can watch. Oh, shoot. Z's boyfriend's name is Felix. Felix. You can watch Felix. His dad gets his throat slit. And is like grasping at his throat, grasping at his son, like grasping for anything. And the, and he like kind of like backs away with like a face of like, ew, backs away from his dad, like trying to grasp for support and is like gross. And yeah. you see that that moment and, and, and you can put it together before they explain it to exactly. you, which I appreciate a yep. lot. Yep. Don't treat your yep. audience like they're stupid. It was cool. It's like that's the moment where you're like. Oh, yeah. Yeah, exactly. they, they let the audience figure it out first. And I think that's something that movies don't do often. Mm-hmm. They yep. kind of like hand it to you like, and here's the twist. Right, exactly. I I agree with you. That's completely true. I didn't even think about that. But then they also go above and beyond and then explain it to you immediately after you figure it out. Because then you're like, mm-hmm. you don't want to waste your emotional energy wondering. Because then yeah. they're just like, here you go. Yes, you're right. He's fucking involved. <laughs> yeah. Gold star like, oh, okay, for everyone Picked it up. Yeah. <laughs> I'm yeah. like, that's me. I get a gold star. Yay, I did it. Yay, me. Yeah. <laughs> so the guy in the lamb mask comes through a window and finds the guy in a tiger mask's corpse and freaks out and flips over the dinner table. And he discovers the wounded Drake, but Aaron comes to Drake's rescue and stabs the guy in the lamb mask with a screwdriver until he retreats. Yeah. Um, so... Aaron and Z start hammering nails into pieces of wood and setting them up upside down near the windows for the intruders to step on if they come in, which I think is fucking genius. They should really do this in smart. the purge. <laughs> oh my god! If you if you are living in purge times, yeah, take a two by four, yep. throw some nails in it, and put it mm-hmm. in front of your window and your doors. Booby trap every single door. Oh my god! Booby trap everything. Very smart. So for fun, if for nothing else. Yeah. Right? (laughs) Yes. For fun. So at this point, we find out about Erin and her backstory and blah, blah, blah. She's a survivalist. And then Mm -hmm. Felix meets Drake in the basement. And Drake has been wounded many times. But Drake or Felix then stabs Drake with like 40 different screwdrivers until he dies. He gets he gets knifed a lot. But it's kind of funny because he is getting stabbed and he's like leaving the screwdrivers in there. And then at one point he's like still not dead. And Felix is like, why won't you die? Why don't you die? (laughs) Because we're all thinking that too. We're like, how many fucking screwdrivers does this guy have in him? And then they zoom out and they show his torso. He literally has like 10 different screwdrivers stuck in him. (laughs) Yeah, that is like. (laughs) Well, that's how it would really work, right? It's not like you just hit an off switch. Like. Right. Yeah. If you're medical, you know, and you're having a less fun time. (laughs) <laughs> but if you're not, this is well, I mean, presumably this guy has at least one pneumothorax from at least one at sided least. pneumo from his original arrow. And now he has. Explain what a pneumothorax is. 
So a pneumothorax is when it's like a collapsed lung, basically. So we have mm-hmm. one-sided collapsed lung, and then he gets stabbed a million times in his torso. So I'm like, okay, how's this guy fucking still up and breathing? But, I mean, he's a He's not breathing guy. great. He's probably in shape, so his, probably, his cardiovascular status is probably pretty good. I his adrenaline's say. going. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I like that Felix is like, this is harder for me than it is for you. <laughs> yeah, he's like, why are you guys making me stab him? Why are you making like, it so hard? I just want my inheritance. Yeah. <laughs> right. So then Aaron goes upstairs to check on the dad, but comes across the dad's body. And she is then ambushed by the fox guy. And she just like so quick her brain just jumps to like how do i escape this and she fully jumps through a window on the second floor oh my and god lands on the ground moment. it was I just like so moment. quick she was just like guess i'm jumping on this window and when she Bro, that's lands how it really is though no i like, know when your fight or flight is going as you know when you try to torture me in italy <laughs> you just like react you just like i like went yeah. towards you and i told you this like and this is barely related to her jumping out of a window but she does it like Boom. She's like, I see a guy in a lamb mask. I'm jumping out the window on the second floor. And that made me think, because I I had just been visiting Austin, my brother, and at his place, and we we stay in the basement. And this bitch, this dumb bitch, I went, I said, okay, just keep watching whatever movie we're watching. I'm going to go to the bathroom. I'll be right back. I go to the bathroom. I come out. (laughs) Did he fuck with you? I love it. Yes, he fucked. I sent you videos of it. Yes. He, (laughs) He put the most horrific thing on the television. Of this, like, it's it's this video from, like, 2006 of this hydraulic air compressioner motioned mannequin singing, <laughs> singing really scary shit. I will say I didn't watch the videos you sent me, Kate, because I was at work, but I'll watch them later. Well, you should watch them so you can know what I came to, because we were just <laughs> watching a silly show, and I come out of the bathroom, and I see that, and I am fight or flight immediately just like oh, when you really? were hiding in the bathroom yes and i ran towards that tv as fast as i could <laughs> and because i know that that's not my real threat i know there's someone else in the house and i turn my back towards the treat tv and i'm like looking for things i can fucking yeet at whoever comes towards <laughs> me wait did you really think someone came in and turned that on i wasn't thinking straight it was dark and there was a robot singing to me. I would have immediately been like, oh, Austin. I did, Austin was nowhere in sight. Yeah. Because he was hiding. He's hiding from, yeah, watching you freak out. Yeah. My fight or flight was so high. <laughs> so I'm just saying, if um if you feel like you need to jump through a window because there's a serial killer in your house, it's like, good for you. Trust that instinct. It's like, yeah. I mean, it's Go. just so quick. She's just like, this is what I'm doing now. And it's not painless, she, though. Yeah, she definitely lands really hard. And she also lands on a shard of glass, like a big shard yeah. of glass that impales through her, leg. her like thigh. Yes. Yeah. And she's alive. It's bad. And she can't run anymore. She can't run now because she has glass in her right. leg. She's limping. Yeah, she can't mm-hmm. run fast. She's limping away. It's a choice. Mm-hmm. But I get how she made it. <laughs> right. So she's back at the house and the lamb guy attempts to climb in through the window and steps on one of Aaron's nail traps. And Love it. Yes. And then Aaron sneaks back into the house and she's hiding and she overhears a conversation between Felix Z and the guys in the fox and lamb mass. And it's revealed that the guy in the lamb mask was brothers with the dead guy in the tiger mask. 
and that Felix has to promise to pay them a lot more money to do this job. And so this is when Aaron learns that Felix is in on it. And she's like, fuck. So mm. while she's hiding, of course, at that moment, her fucking flip phone decides to indicate with a beep <laughs> that she got a text because she had sent 911 um, a text when they didn't have service, which I thought was a pretty yeah. cool idea. And I didn't know that was a thing. And I'm definitely going to log that in either. my brain. Yeah. yeah, that's in my list of final girl badassery is that if you text 911 and you don't have service, if you have just like a tiny, tiny, tiny bit of service, it will send it to them as a voicemail, according to yep. this movie. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So cool. Good to know. So even if you don't have service, you can send it and then it'll eventually send once you do get the tiniest amount of Better service. Better than nothing. Yeah. So the killers hear the beep and... They rush at her, but she's able to ambush them and kill the guy in the lamb mass by stabbing him in the head. It's her favorite thing to do is to inflict head trauma. It's effective. Yeah, she goes straight for the brain. <laughs> Every time, literally. So then Aaron sets up a trap at the front door where an axe would fall and kill anyone who opens the door. So it's just like a booby trap. Um, and the mm -hmm. guy in the fox mask enters through the window, so he misses the booby trap. And Aaron sees him enter and runs into the basement. And she's so smart. She sets up a camera that has like an automatic flash that's flashing at him every few seconds so that she can sneak up on him while he's like confused and blind and crack him. Like a strobe light sort of. The skull with a log. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Ugh. Straight for the skull. Pretty cool. Pretty cool. So... Z and Felix are like, enough is enough. And they attempt to kill Aaron. And... The fight ends <laughs> with Aaron fully shoving an upside down blender on top of <laughs> Felix's head and then turning it on so it shreds his head and his brain. Fucking great. And then she just casually stabs Z in the head. <laughs> blender, good blenders will blend bone. So that's all you need. Ah, good to know. Good to know. Yep. Yep, scramble yep, yep. your mind. Mine's mm -hmm. like, oh, you want a daiquiri? Uh, you sure you don't want me to just like move milk around a little bit? Frozen strawberries? What are you thinking? This one's like, who do you want me to kill? <laughs> <laughs> Give me the skull. <laughs> Give me the skull. <laughs> um. So then Felix, after Felix and Z are now dead, Felix's phone rings and Aaron picks it up. But before she speaks, Crispin reveals his involvement with the plan thinking that he's talking to felix <gasps> dun, and done like, fuck yeah which we all knew was coming we all knew it was coming because it's like where's this fucker been this whole time he he went for a quick run and we didn't see him get murdered so yeah he did it yeah so this guy you kind of get a vibe of his personality um and he's definitely like the more timid self-conscious brother you can tell he has like issues with his older brother because of his own self-conscious whatever and like the fact that he was like I'm going to go run outside and see if I can get help was very out of character for me. So I was like, okay, this guy's involved somehow. Like I thought that yeah. like almost even before I heard Felix or saw Felix mm -hmm. with the face. And mm -hmm. when his dad died, I was like, okay, like Crispin's involved. Mm -hmm. I was somehow though, expecting him to be the one who gets axed in the head by her booby trap, but that didn't happen as we find out. Did not. So, so Crispin returns home and Aaron confronts him and he says that she was never meant to be targeted, that she was meant to be the one person who survived so that she could serve as a witness. And she pissed. So he attempts yeah. to 
bribe her by offering to pay off her student loans. The audacity of men. I can't. The absolute audacity of these men. He's like, it's fine. It's fine. The moral of the story is these men have way too much confidence and not enough sense. The dad does it. They, yep. they all do it. And he's like, listen, you caught me. <laughs> but now that you blundered my brother. Yeah. He doesn't even fucking care. About we don't that. have to share anything. Yeah. He's That's a bad guy. money just for us. <laughs> he's a bad, bad man. So he offers to pay off her student loans, which I think is pretty low, pretty fucked up. Um, she is still pissed and she kills him by stabbing <laughs> yeah. him in the neck and then in the eye, which is great. Oy. Good stuff. And then a police officer who responded to her 911 text arrives and is looking through the window and he sees Aaron stab this guy in stab. the eyeball. Yeah. And so he shoots her in the shoulder, having witnessed her stabbing him. Um, And so then he calls for backup and attempts to enter the house, but is then axed in the head by Aaron on the front door step. By the Um, the booby trap. Yeah. yeah. Um, One thing I didn't say, which I feel like is important, is the conversation between Crispin and um, Aaron, where he basically, after he got stabbed in the neck, I think... Or maybe the eye. I forget which one he does first. He gets first, but he says, why did you do that? And she says, why not? Which is crazy because the whole time she's definitely in self-defense mode. But this is like the only kill that's almost like a revenge motivated kill. Yeah. Yeah. So then when she gets shot immediately, you're like, oh, fuck. Because the whole time you're like rooting for her. But then she gets shot Mm -hmm. and you're like, well, maybe she kind of like killed someone. She did stab him in the eye. Yeah. Yeah. So I don't know. I mean. But he was going to kill her. Was he? I think so. I would you trust him not to? He's killed everyone else. No, see, I thought about that a long time too. I was like, is this guy telling the truth or not? And to be honest, I can't think of any like concrete evidence that he was planning to have her die the whole time because he does seem like he likes her. Like he's not dismissive. He does. Like so I don't know. I, I kind of believe him. At the same time, he's her teacher. Well, he she was, was a her TA. professor and she was a TA. And yeah. That's kind of got its own thing going there. But it also, if he had no problem in cold blood killing everybody in his family, why would you ever feel You're safe right. with this person? You're right. Right. Yeah. I guess it's not like in my head, I wasn't like, oh, I would feel safe. I guess it was just like, is he telling the truth in that moment or not? And I thought he was. It doesn't like, matter He to was me. like, I wanted this money and you were going to be the one person who lived. But I was like, why would... Why would she be the only one that lives? Like, it doesn't make sense. He wanted Felix sense. to live, but she killed Felix. Yeah, yeah. But I mean, I like, the, the only one it. out of all of the innocent people. Well, they're all innocent, but I guess the, the like, spouses and the significant well, because others. they want it to look like, and that's the same reason they killed the neighbors, right? They want it to look like some crazy psycho came along and just started hacking up people at random. Yeah, it just seems kind of crazy. They didn't have to kill the neighbors. They did it to kind of set this like story of just a bunch of deranged mass killers. I don't know what to tell you. I thought they killed the neighbors so that they wouldn't be able to like get there and talk to them. No, because they even explain at the end, he's like, it was supposed to be just a bunch of crazy people who killed the neighbors, killed my family, just walk crazy people walking through. 
not a targeted event. Mm. Because if it's just them, it's very targeted. But it's not because they're in the middle of fucking nowhere. And I feel like it's not a big stretch. No, I feel like it's not a big stretch to think like that murders would go and kill a bunch of people in one house when the next house is like a mile away. You know, I don't know. That doesn't really happen, though. Well, none of this happened. I guess. But if you think about like what really happens, it's like if you want it, if you want your story to be some psycho killer came through and just killed a bunch of people, you better have your neighbors, too, or else they're going to point fingers at whoever survived. Especially when an inherent an inheritance is in play, like. I guess so. I guess it just doesn't seem like that's a very common occurrence, like for people to be murdered in one house and then to have the next house also be murdered. That just doesn't seem like common enough for me to be like, this is the normal and this is what they're mimicking. But then there has to be a motive, right? Why would you target this family at their summer home that they're not always at? I mean, why does anyone do anything? That's not an argument. Well, they... Still could have been the crazy, quote, crazy random people without involving the neighbors, unless they literally killed the neighbors to isolate them more, which is what I think happened. That is also helpful. But they they did mention specifically that their story was to be there was crazy people who came through who killed the neighbors, killed their family. Yeah, but that would have still been the case even without the neighbors. I'm just trying to think about if I in my home neighborhood If a family, the entire family was butchered, I'd be like, it was someone in the family. Immediately, I'd be like, there was was someone in the family. It it always is, Ariana. If there's one person who survives saying that everyone... Uh, It was that person. What? It was that person. Saying, saying, wait, no, Kate, but seeing other people come in and murder your family wearing animal masks and there's a witness to it? If those people were identified, they're identified as hitmen. Which doesn't make sense for a serial killer, random, just going around slashing people up case. What do you mean if they're identified? So those people died and their bodies are there. And these are contracted hitmen. But that's after the fact, after they killed the neighbors, that their bodies were there. Yes, but I think that they saw these people as disposable. So in an ideal world, they would have not been there. In an ideal world, they would have killed everyone. Yes. But Z and Felix and Crispin and Aaron. So they would have not been there to identify. But then Aaron would have been like, you this would, is that, That's not suspicious to you that this massive family inheritance, this windfall inheritance has gone to the only survivors of this massacre that only happened at this house, at their summer house in Missouri, in rural Missouri. That is hella no. suspicious. That doesn't seem suspicious at all. Because it's oh if the my. argument is they wanted it to be random, it would have been random if it was two houses and it would have been random if it was one house. I don't think it would have been any more random to involve the neighbors. Okay. Agree to disagree. <laughs> Agree to disagree. If you were murdered, Ariana. Yeah. And your boyfriend was alive. Yeah. I'd be like, where the fuck were you? What's going on? If you were murdered and your neighbors were murdered, I'd be like, what happened in this neighborhood? Okay. I guess I see what you're saying because it's, it just feels, it makes it that much. I guess, I guess I see what you're saying. You're saying it makes it that much more random. But I guess my point is, it's like, it still felt random enough that they didn't need to do that. In a court of law, they're going to come after those guys so hard if they are the only surviving members of this massacre and they just... They just inherited millions of dollars. Well, not if they had two witnesses saying 
these were random people that came in and murdered everybody. Yeah, but one of their witnesses is like, yeah, we just started dating a month ago. He was my professor. It's not a very good witness. So that's even more of a reason to not be to be like a total third party then. Not good enough. I think that <laughs> I think that any court would rip them to pieces. I think I think it was smart in this situation to murder the neighbors. Okay, okay. And to murder them first. I agree with you, but I do think that See, that's the other thing. It's like, why did they murder them first? Because they wanted to isolate them more. Like, otherwise, they could have just yes, murdered them yeah. second. Correct. I, I think that it served two purposes. Okay. Yeah. I agree. Um, so, yeah, let's talk about all the things. Um, I guess you have a list of best kills, I'm assuming. Yes, I do. Great. Tell me yours. So, we have arrow through the head. We have garroted with a clothes wire. We have macheted mama. We have horrifically axed. We have the meat cleaver. We have throat slash. We have Sir Stabalot. Um, a lot to pick from. My absolute favorite, and by favorite I mean the most horrifying, is Kelly, Drake's wife, getting chased down in the neighbor's house and then getting axed directly in the skull. Yeah, that one was scary because it was drawn out. It was yeah. so scary, so realistic. Yeah. Um, but I gotta give a I gotta give an honorable mention to the garroted clothes wire because. I didn't see that coming. And neither yeah, did she. Because yeah. they were like, okay, she has to run full force, which makes sense now in hindsight, because it's Felix yep. who's yep. in on it, who's mm -hmm. like, you should be running. And they're that like, was oh, you one gotta run thing, full force. Yeah, that was one thing that clued me in. And then the other one that clued me in with Crispin was that if you remember at the beginning when the dad's searching the upstairs and he's about to go into the yep. closet. Yep. That the he guys stops are him in. before he goes in the he closet. He literally, he's like, dad. And it's like a jump scare. And you think it's like for the jump scare of it all. But really, he's like preventing his dad from going in the closet that this guy yep. is waiting in. So there's yep. like tons of little fun clues. And another one with Crispin. It's like when they're like laying in bed. And he's like, tomorrow you have to get a lot of sleep because tomorrow's going to be interesting. And she's like, what do you mean by that? And he's like, oh, you know, just family stuff and it's like okay that was sus so as as someone who was raised with three siblings that is normal to me <laughs> as someone who's going this weekend to hang out with my husband and his four siblings i'd be like yeah i gotta get some rest <laughs> that doesn't i was just do like because hmm. we're watching a horror movie so we know shit's gonna go down but yes, like the way he said it i was like hmm Seems like you know something's gonna happen. I don't but know. I like that. I like a horror movie that's not afraid to give little clues to its audience yep. and to treat their audience with some intelligence. Yeah. And it, but like I also similarly on the other side of that, all the new Sherlock Holmes movies where they're like, the water that was spraying was gasoline. It's like, well, how am I supposed <laughs> to figure that out? You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. That's cheating. That's not suspense. Versus <laughs> this is a lot more inspired by like Agatha Christie and like that kind of horror mystery whodunit yeah fun genre and I appreciated that especially watching it as, as someone who hadn't I hadn't seen it for a long time right. and I'm like oh yeah, 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 yeah that's yeah, what yeah, I was yeah. gonna say it does make it rewatchable because it gives yes. you the incentive to like look for clues at the beginning so you're not bored yes. because you know what's coming up this is not a boring movie I'll say that yeah Sure. Yeah, as far as my favorite kill, it was the axe, um, followed by the clothesline. Oh, interesting. Rotted. Did you mention the police with the axe in the head or no? I didn't because I thought I did think that was really fun. Yeah, that was a fun one. That's my third. That was fun. That's third a good is one. Popo. Second is Crispin getting stabbed in the eye because fuck that guy. He deserved and then, it. 
Number one is Felix with the blender, obviously. Yes. Obviously. That was really I've never good. Seen, the... I've never seen anything like that before. It was pretty fucking great. <laughs> he was thoroughly blended. Yeah, his brain was literally blended in chunks everywhere. It was great. And I have my final girl badassery line. Yeah. 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 Chair shield. Brilliant. <laughs> yeah. When they're all shooting arrows through cross uh-huh. arrow, crossbows through the window, she's like, just hold this chair when you're running. And it works. It's like a shield. Uh, yep. But don't pull it out in the apply pressure. Yep. Um, to any wound. The 911 voicemail I mentioned, she's like going. She's like, all right, we got to go make an SOS sign in the windows upstairs. Yep. Mm-hmm. Thought that was clever. Whenever she's like, we need to get supplies from the basement, but we have to be very fast or else we trap ourselves in the basement and they'll just like light us up down there. Yeah. Like, that's smart. And Looking then crazy. I wrote this one. I said, John Carpentry. Which is, <laughs> yeah. which is, which is to mean horror savvy carpentry skills, which she has in spades. Ah, uh, ah, uh, yes, we love it. I thought that was a reference to Halloween ends. It, it, <laughs> when you said light it Halloween up in the basement. Ends. Oh my god, that was a good. I like what they did in that basement. I thought that you know, if if this movie didn't come out well before that one, I would think that they were referencing Halloween right. ends. Right. Yeah. So I have my I have my pros for the movie. Um, they're pretty simple. I mentioned the new groovy horror movie song, which I love. Yeah. Um, very compelling kills. I know we went through them really fast, but they're very fun to watch. Um, we have a cunning final girl, which is also very fun to watch. Fun. Yes. And I learned a lot. Satisfying. Yeah. Effective jump scares, genuinely scary. And uh, so those are my pros. I have a couple of cons, but I don't want to get to them before you mention if you have any pros as well. No, tell us your cons, because I have that, too. And this is with love, because I did really enjoy this movie. It is a little bit dated. It's from 2011. So I got to say, I thought that their con—and this is almost like a pro-con. So their comedy was so authentic and fun Mm -hmm. that they they just dropped it, and it was gone for the rest of the second half of the movie, and I missed it. Yeah, I agree. I agree. It was entertaining when they were setting things up. It felt like I could see, I was like, ready or not, kept the joke going. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And this one kind of let go of the joke, and I, I missed that. Except for the um, part with the screwdrivers and Drake, when he was that like, why was won't kind you of funny. die? <laughs> that was kind of funny. But then he's like, it's harder for me than it is for you. I'm like, that's sad. I'm sad yeah. now. Yeah. I thought the plot was a little bit thin. It's just, you know, home invasion with the sure. twist. I agree. A little bit I thin. agree with that. Mm-hmm. Um, and I could have used more time getting to know the family first before we dived into everything. That's fair. Yeah, I could see that as well. Mm-hmm. But then again, the movie was pretty long already. I think it was like, what, like an hour and 40 minutes or? I could have done with less of the running around and more getting to know these characters ahead of time. Fair. Yeah. Which I think, ready or not, nailed yeah you're right like, yeah nailed it like you knew everybody's name you knew their role you cared about who you cared about and you wanted to know how everyone how it ended up for everyone versus this one i'm like oh they're dead okay oh they're dead yeah right. it was even hard to keep track of like who everyone was because there was so many yes. characters at like very quick pace like naming people it's like mm-hmm. okay i don't even remember like if this is a sister or if this is a significant other right. of the brother yeah, where 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 ready or not, and similar movies are like black comedies and horrors. This one is predominantly a slasher with comedic elements, and right. I like the former, but that's my personal preference. So, <laughs> yes, we know that. <laughs> 
I know. It's just like if you can do comedy and slasher together, you have my it's heart. Extra points. Yeah. You have my I whole agree. heart. Yeah. And it totally. almost did, and then it just let go of it. Yeah, that's super fair. I guess they tried to make the kills be sort of funny, but I didn't find them to be funny. Not all of them. Yeah. 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 I don't know. I agree with you. It kind of lagged at the end there. Yeah. Yeah. So my cons are just logistical stuff. Like I felt like the concept of killers writing your next on the wall for no reason seems dumb. I understand that's the movie and I understand that's <laughs> it just doesn't seem like if you're hiring assassins to murder your family You've, right. I feel like the theatrics Less of it evidence all is better. doesn't need to be there. Yeah, like, let's just get in and get out, like, kill everyone quickly and leave. Like, the animal mask is a little over the top. Like, you're already wearing, like, ski masks. Like, why are you impairing your vision more for no reason? Yeah, they had, like, slits to see from. Yeah, yeah. It just doesn't seem... How can you seem... see out of those things? Like, I understand, like, it's kind of to throw off the audience a little bit. Because in the trailer, you think you're watching a full home invasion. You don't know that there's a twist. Like, you think that that's what kind of horror movie you're going to watch. So, I understand it. And it's coming off of, like, did the purge come out before this? Like, I feel like the mask After. thing was a big thing for no reason in the 2000s. It was like, here's a creepy mask. Well, masked, ma Strangers was around the same time. Oh, Strangers. Strangers, yeah, I'm thinking about that too, for sure. Mm -hmm. The purge Maybe was 2013, so you're not far off. Yeah, the same. The era of the mask, for sure. The era of like the creepy plastic yeah, mask, plastic mask, and it just felt like it. Once we learned the twist, like all those elements didn't really make sense to me. So I was like, okay, that's kind of stupid, but. Um, yeah, that's, that's the fair. only problem I had with it. I was like, these masks are dumb, and the your next writing on the wall is stupid. But whatever. <laughs> I like the I like the writing on the wall. I like Yeah. It. I mean, I liked it too until I learned the twist and then I was like, okay, this is unrealistic, you know? Yeah, 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 that's fair, that's fair. Yeah. Anyway, my favorite quote of this movie is when Z and Felix are in the bedroom of their mom and their mom is fully gutted and there's blood everywhere and it says you're next on the wall and Z is like <laughs> You never want to do anything interesting. And he goes, <laughs> I don't think that's a fair criticism. And she I says, fuck me next to your dead mom then. See, that's the kind of humor I feel like. I feel like there still was humor after everyone started dying. I just feel like it was less humor and it was maybe a little bit more forgettable, but they still try. It's like that would have been so much funnier if it, if that if I was in the mood for that humor. But the scene right before that is the mom sobbing and alone in her bed because her daughter died. Do, does That's that why make it's sense? funny. <laughs> no, you're fucked up and you need to talk to somebody. But you just said you just said you like black comedy. And this is kind I of do, that. But you can't just like put it here and there. It has to be through the it has to be the tone of the movie. I think this movie kind of has a tone problem. If I'm it might be, be the tone. Yeah, it might be the tone because they definitely tried to crack jokes. They, they know they do crack jokes and the jokes are funny, but I'm like, I'm not in that mood because you just made me watch 10 minutes of a <laughs> mom grieving her dead daughter. So I'm not feeling it versus ready or not. Like, it's just first of all, they had servants, which was a really smart idea so that whenever they can off the servants and that's hilarious and, and still like, keep 
Exactly. And, and like the main, the main cast characters. is still going and they're not grieving. And that's something that horror in general, like it's like a balance that you have to yeah. keep. It's like if you're going to be a comedy, if you want to go for comedic elements, you cannot kill important characters right off the jump. Or if you do, they have to be very flawed. Yeah, for, for me sure. To, to, for me as an empath to enjoy it. I was going to say, Kate's an empath. She needs there the to be less. The mom literally... <laughs> Like, the dad had to carry her up to bed. They're both sobbing. They watch their daughter die. The mom then is left alone in the dark, and she continues to sob. And I'm like, that's sad. <laughs> and they're like, yeah. fuck me next to your dead mom. I'm like, no, the moment's passed, bro. Like, <laughs> The part that was funny to me, though, was when she was like, we never do anything interesting. And he funny. was like, I don't think that's a fair criticism. <laughs> As I think if they had left it right at that and they had yeah. like harsh cut it, that would have got me back in the. But they wanted vibe. you to. They wanted you to hate Z because they're. They wanted you to. They wanted that to add to you hating her. <laughs> I didn't need to hate Z, so I kind of liked Z, and I like, you know, like I like horror villains that are likable. Like, think of Scream, think of, like, Stew, you know? I like that. So I think Z could have been that. And you have these, like, kind of comedic bits where she's, like, raising up the two-by-four. She's going to smack Aaron yeah. in the head, and then Aaron turns around, and she's like, I'll just make another two-by-four yeah. full of nails. And I'm like, yeah. that's funny. If you can keep those beats going, but you cannot go all the way up to full black comedy when you were a drama five minutes ago. It doesn't work. So what I'm hearing from you is they got you right in the heart. <laughs> yeah. They, well, they spent a lot of time on it and they made the tone very dramatic and sad. So it's like it's you can't be both. I didn't. I honestly did not feel the tone being dramatic and sad. Maybe it's just me. I felt like when the mom was sad, like to me, the whole time I was thinking like, I mean, this mom character wasn't super likable. She... <gasps> The mom character the whole time, she was just like sad and crying and confused. And then she like when her sons were fighting, she was just like not saying anything. She was just like drinking. She just wasn't like a likable character for me yet. So I was just like, OK, like I didn't really care. I don't know. OK, maybe it's just me, but I don't think it is. <laughs> I really don't because I'm watching this like that would that would be sad if my mom watched one of her children garroted in front of her as they're all actively being hunted. That would be sad. Yeah. You know when I don't feel like that is black comedies like Ready or Not and shit like that because the tone is consistent. I don't sure. think I'm crazy here. I really don't think I'm wrong. Like the tone is consistent. You're not, it's just so hard to figure out what your vibe is though because like I have a big problem with the way they handled the comedy in Terrifier 2, but you thought that was fucking hilarious, and that's I the grossest it. shit I've ever heard. Yeah. Like, that's the absolute <laughs> but it, fucking... But it's consistent. But the kid literally watched... I'm not even gonna... I'm not gonna give it away, because I don't want to spoil that movie, too, since we've been spoiling, like, every fucking movie, but... I know. Like, but the tone is consistent throughout the movie. But it doesn't, to me, sound like you're have a problem with the tone you're you have a problem with specific parts with the specific parts of like being drunk being dramatic and then not being dramatic it's trying to be both it's trying to be both a, a black comedy and a dramatic suspense and i think that's very hard to do first of all that's very ambitious but i also don't think that they they nailed it i think that it was very uneven that's mm. the right word for it for me uneven gotcha. and i love this movie and i enjoyed this movie uh, but it is really uneven. Got it. I feel 
like I agree to disagree because honestly, the dramatic parts didn't affect me. So I felt like it was just funny the whole time. Nah. And cathartic. <laughs> Half of it is like just survival horror and there's no yeah. comedy in it at all. Well, no, there is comedy because the even the things I just listed, they're all after their, the survivalist part starts. You listed two things. <laughs> the part with the screwdrivers, the part where uh-huh. the... I mean, it's just there's there's like probably every five think, minutes there's a joke. I think that Z and Felix together, I think that they have some funny moments. Like even when the dad's dying and he's reaching for Felix yeah, and Felix exactly. like, is like, ew, and like leans away. Yeah. That's funny to me. Yeah. But they didn't have this dramatic lead up to it. You know what I mean? I mean, it was like and then he gets he figures it out. He just discovered his wife being gutted, though. So that's no, sad, no, no, I guess. no, no, no. That's not what happened. That is not what happened. What happened is he discovered the room. He already knew about his wife. They had that when whole, oh, God, my wife? wife moment. And they gave that some space to let that kind of air out and breathe before they before he went back upstairs and was trying to figure out what was going on. He discovers the closet with the urine in it. And then he then Felix is there and he's like, hey, Felix, this was like he's he's like, this was not this is a planned attack. This was not random. And then he gets killed. It's this oh, moment okay. of like hysteria and confusion. It's not, I discovered my dead wife, the mother of my like four children in the bed, which he has that moment where he's like scream sobbing. And I'm like, that wouldn't be funny if then you got garroted and he leaned away from you. That wouldn't be funny to me because the tone that you're giving me right now is you want me to treat yeah. this as like a serious loss. I guess you're right. I guess I just didn't feel as like the negatives as much. I felt like it was just like, not because and I think that's a big part of like why they didn't have us get to know people because they were just going to fucking off them one after another. So it was like, OK, like I didn't feel connected to any of these people. I didn't either, but I could have, <laughs> you know, <laughs> the, I don't know. It's the, hard not to compare this to Ready or Not. Which, in my opinion, is more of my type of movie and more even. Well, it is funnier, too. Like they definitely try harder funnier. to be funny. And in this movie, they have like one off things that are a little bit dark comedy. But for me, I thought it was actually pretty good. I thought it was a good balance. But I think what I'm hearing is that like I didn't get affected by the negatives as much as you did. Yeah, I I absorb that shit. Yeah. And for (laughs) if you guys haven't seen this movie, I know I'm a sensitive soul, but I do. To be clear, I know Ariana thinks I don't, but I watch a lot of fucking horror movies and I have my whole (laughs) life. I've watched horror movies But if you want me to be upset and you're going to have a 10 minute scene grieving the loss of a character, you cannot make a joke about it two minutes later. You can't do it because then it's like it's fake to me. It's like, okay, well, what emotion are you trying to get me to feel? Because if this dramatic emotion is fake, then the comedic emotion is fake. It's all fake. Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> and you're fine with that yes. I see. <laughs> yeah yeah i guess i'm just not i'm just not it has to be genuine and it has to be it has to actually spark a real emotion in me for me to mm. care oh okay gotcha i'm just here to watch a badass bitch actually stand up for herself that's what i'm here for that's great um ready or not <laughs> does that i don't know if i've mentioned that movie a couple times but I don't know. I didn't care enough about I I think my biggest critique is I did not care enough about the characters. And I don't mean that in a like I wasn't sad enough. That's not what I mean. I just mean like I didn't. Oh, this person's bad now. I don't care. Oh, this person's 
good. Oh, this person's the leader of this. So this person's hired. I don't care because I don't know any of you guys. I don't even know your names other than Crispin. The few things that they do give us to go off of, I feel, are, are not likable traits for everybody. So that's why I extra don't care. <laughs> Aaron. Aaron's likable. Besides Aaron. You know what I mean? Yeah. Everyone else. Yeah. <laughs> Everyone else. I'm yeah. like, OK, <laughs> I don't really care. Yeah. Even I Crispin. Agree. I'm like, OK, whatever. E- yeah. <laughs> if I had to give one major critique, it was that it felt a, a bit uneven to me. Mm, okay. Did I enjoy gotcha. it? Yes. Yeah, I I do feel like that m- definitely hit you differently because even when I was describing like the part with the brothers in the basement when he's like literally sad. stabbing his brother, like before I got to the part where he made a joke, you were like, "That's so sad," and I was like, "Oh, I honestly thought this was supposed to be like a funny scene." No, it was sad. Like I legitimately thought that was the funniest scene in the movie. No, he's killing his brother and yeah, but he's, he's stabbing him over it. and over again he says he's saying why are you making this so hard it's so hard for me and i'm like that's fucking sad and maybe i felt like that i thought he literally meant like physically like no. why won't you die no because he was like i wasn't supposed to do that and then whenever his dad died whenever crispin or whoever the one of the hitmen kills his dad he's like i cannot believe you did that right in front of me so he is affected to some degree and that makes it sad. <laughs> yeah, but at the same time, it's almost like I it makes me hate him more because he's like wanting these people to be dead and he can't even like, this is what's happening. You just want to pretend it's not happening. Like, this is what you wanted. I like likable villains and he's not one. He's funny he's not at likable. times. But he's not likable and he, no, he has agree. no redeeming qualities. Even like, and I brought this, but I was talking about Scream but in Scream, they're more enjoyable because they're a little bit more light. They're a little bit more fun. Goofy, yeah. A little, a little bit, yeah. But like, they're the most, they're the more serious ones. Of like, Billy is not. I would never call Billy a goofy character ever. Stu is different. <laughs> Matthew Lillard is a little bit different, but Billy Loomis, not a not a goofy character. Okay. But a, but a more enjoyable and a more likable and a more even villain versus Felix. I, I was like, you're you're just throwing me kind of all over the place. I don't know how you want me to feel. This The, the direction of this whole movie, I was kind of like, I don't know how you want me to feel. <laughs> Kate's on a roller coaster of emotion. I am. Too many emotions. <laughs> am I sad? Am I happy? You get one or the other. <laughs> Not both. I liked it because the answer is neither for me. <laughs> Ah, see, it must be it's nice. like, pick one. I'm like, neither. I absorbed all of it and I'm <laughs> sad now, <laughs> but also happy. I feel weird. This movie makes me feel funny feelings. <laughs> How do you think it made everyone else feel? Like Rotten Tomatoes? Yeah. Okay. So I think for 2011, I think that this was a standout movie. So I'm going to say the critics gave it a good rating. I'm going to say like a... I don't think 80s, not that good. I'm going to say, because it is quite low budget, I'm going to say like a 75, 74% for critics. And I'm going to say audience kind of liked it maybe more. I'm going to say audience gave it like a 78. Okay, okay. Gotcha. Um, So 79 oh, for critics. Okay. Very close, very close. 60 for audience though. Oh, they liked it less. Yeah. Surprised by that. Yeah, me too. I was also very surprised. Because it's like a fun summer watch. You know what I mean? It is. Yeah. And it's unique. I feel like audience would have liked Mm -hmm. it more. But. Yeah. 
Yeah. Okay. I, I agree. Kind of weird. Kind of oh, weird. Oh, that's a bit disappointing. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Yeah. Well, they had they made a lot of money on their micro budget, so I'm not gonna cry for them. Yeah, their return on investment was a fuck ton. A lot. A lot. A lot, a lot, a lot. So okay. what's your rating? Your personal rating? Ooh, that's tough. That's tough. I've already gone through the pros and the cons, so I'm not gonna do it again. I'm just gonna give this a solid um oh, don't be mad. <laughs> Why would I be mad? Six out of ten brain blenders. Oh, you stole my item. <laughs> oh, was it the blender? <laughs> yeah. Six out of ten brain blenders. It was too uneven for me. Amazing. Okay. How many did That's you get? That's not bad. I gave it a seven out of ten. Okay, good, good, good. Ty West cameos. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Love it. Yeah. I honestly, I mean, I didn't, I wasn't obsessed with this movie. Like I said, I didn't really feel anything. It was just like very superficially entertaining. Um, mm-hmm. I think it's pretty cool that it was kind of the first of its kind with the extremely badass final girl Mm -hmm. yeah yeah credit where credit is due because i do like you know ready or not i do like all these movies that have the final girl being like basically a superhero ready or not is number two by the way on a scoreboard yeah yeah like an actual superhero like it's just it's pretty great um that being said no i agree with you i think i didn't feel emotionally connected to anyone i didn't feel like emotionally invested i was just like superficially entertained watching this girl get the best of everybody so that's why i didn't give it like a really high score yeah well that makes it's gonna make the scoreboard a little easier because it seems like we're kind of in the same yes so this is we have a hundred movies on the scoreboard because some of them were not featured because people suck but i'm gonna say this is bottom 50 for me and i mean that with love not because it's not good but because jesus christ number 50 is annihilation so (laughs) good luck yeah for real. Hmm. Drag Me to Hell, Train to Busan, Child's Play, Texas Chainsaw, Aliens, Evil Dead, Insidious, Black Phone. Okay. Um, we're getting towards like the 2011s. Idle Hands is better than this. And I'll, st- I will. Idle Hands. Why is it my so foot. low? That would be like number I three on know. your list. Have you seen it? Have you seen Idle Hands? Yeah. Maybe like t- 10 years ago. But yeah, I've seen it. Did you like it? Um, I remember. I don't, honestly don't remember a lot about it besides, ago. yeah, but I do remember being like very superficially entertained, I think. Okay. Um, this Halloween season, you and I, I'm going to come over, we're going to watch this movie and then we're going to put it somewhere better on the scoreboard. Okay. Cause that is one that bothers me. That's one yeah. that Chris like made a stand on and I couldn't do anything about it. <laughs> yeah. And it hurt me then and it hurts me now. So let's see. Tucker and Dale, Wreck, Trick or Treat, Rob, why is Beetlejuice down here? I know, bro. I know. I feel God like the late it. 50s, early 60s is good for me. I would do it. Um, It's got to be below Black Christmas and below Idle Hands. Okay, Disturbia 61. How do you feel? Um, you I love like, Disturbia. I love Disturbia for nostalgia reasons. I think this is better than than Disturbia. I do too. I would put, I, I think that it belongs number 61 below Black Christmas, the original. New number 61. Okay. Woo-hoo. I support that. Number 61. That's actually pretty fucking good. <laughs> so, yeah. That was good. And for everyone who voted for this, you voted well. I enjoyed this movie, and this was so fun to talk about and research. Learn about Mumblecore. Who knew what Mumblecore was? Yeah, that's very interesting. I'm definitely going to use that in the future. Yeah. 
Use it casually and then be like really smug when people don't know what it is. It's exactly what I'm going to do. Perfect. I I really enjoyed this movie. I loved watching about it. And again, if you're going to watch this, watch it in the dark, pay attention. Don't be like on your phone and you're really going to have a good time because like the suspense and the jump scares are effective and the story is really fun and the kills are really good. So there's a lot of merit to this. For me, it was just a little bit uneven and I know I'm biased and I am comparing it against Ready or Not, which is number two on our scoreboard. Yeah, it's hard not to. And that's not this movie's fault it's not this movie's fault it's just how life works <laughs> yeah it's hard not to mm-hmm. but i like this movie and i really I enjoyed too. it and i'm really glad people voted for it very entertaining i would watch it again yeah i would too i, I would yeah. too i'd show this to people and watch them watch people get their brains blended yeah fun <laughs> yeah super fun and if you guys are like oh i don't like horror movies you can handle this one you'll be fine as long as you're okay with like gore you're fine there is gore. <laughs> There's going to be a brain that's blended, but you know it's coming because we told you. You know it's coming. Yeah. And it's kind of fun. <laughs> it is fun. And it's a bad guy, so he deserved it. He was bad. You can blend his brain. <laughs> well, just so you guys know, um, the Nightlight Horror Movie Club, that is us and that is you. Um, we rely on reviews and ratings. So if you guys are so inclined, give us a couple of stars. Five would be great. <laughs> A rating would be nice, but even better than that is just telling your friends about us because the club is growing and I love the club growing. I love getting people's inputs and what they want to talk about and what you guys, I like you guys forming the club and that's happening fast. So it means a lot if you would just, I don't know, tell your neighbor that we're cool. Is that needy? (laughs) Tell your friend that you watch horror movies with. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. (laughs) Tell them that we're fun. We're a good time. Totally uh, chill and relaxed and not neurotic. And we never argue. Straight ass lie to them. Lie to them. <laughs> lie to their faces. <laughs> Tell them we're chill. Um, just, just lie. It's fine. We we forgive you. But that's all I got for your next. Do you have anything else to say? Nope. Uh, that's it. I, I don't have anything else. All right, my chicks, my little chickadees, you guys, stay tuned. We have more coming down the pipeline. But most importantly, stay, stay spoopy. spoopy.